Okay, so we on Dafnun Dalid Amud Bet. We started the Perik um, the previous year. It's a fascinating Perik about Brachot that one says after over occurrences of nature. Um, uh, we're going to discuss a bit about dreams in this Perik. Um, and um, and what we're focusing on here is the mir- is when you see a place where a miracle has happened to the Jewish people that you say a special bracha on it. It also applies if a miracle happens to you in a specific place. When you go to that place, uh, you would say a bracha that you thank God for making the miracle for you. Um, uh, so it's, it is real. It's quite amazing. Um, uh, so the one of the there was a bright that listed listed eight things, eight places, if I'm not mistaken of uh, where a miracle happened for the Jewish people and uh, it goes, the Gomorrah explains that, uh, those places. So it says like this, Ve'even she'yashav, sorry, sec, Ve'even she'yashav aleh Moshe, and the stone that Moshe sat on. When did he sit on a stone? He sat on a stone when we were fighting Amalek and uh, his hands were getting tired of being risen because when his hands would rise, then the Jewish people were inspired to daven and to fight, and they would win. Um, and when his hands would fall, so then they would be less inspired. So uh, they put a rock un- underneath him for him to sit. And that rock reminds the Jewish people, uh, when they see that rock, we don't know where that rock is, but when they see that rock, they're reminded of that miracle. And the Pasuk says, The hands of Moshe were heavy, and he, they took a stone via Simu Tachtav and uh, he pl- they placed it underneath him via Shivale and he sat on it. So that's a proof for this miracle. Now the miracle of Ishtoshal Lot, the the when Lot's wife became a um, a pillar of salt. Uh, so when you see that pillar of salt, which unfortunately we don't know about, uh, you would say this bracha. Shneimaz the pasuk says v'tabed Ishto ma'acharav. Vatinitziv Melach, um, that uh, his wife peered behind him and she became a pillar of salt. That's when she looked back and saw uh, Sodom being destroyed and uh, Hashem told her not to, to be more sensitive. And when she did, she became a pillar of salt. Uh, and when we look at that salt, we're reminded of the miracle and we're going to discuss this a bit more in depth. How come, you know, it, it's not a, it's a, it's a punishment. Uh, you're not filled with, you might be filled with one that that how Hashem punishes people, but it's it's not something to necessarily say a celebratory brach on. So the Gemara will discuss this. In the walls of Yericho, if you see where they were swallowed up into the ground when we walked around it seven times and they were they collapsed. Um, how do we where was a pasuk dichtev the wall fell in its place and. Uh, that's where, if you had to see it, you would say a bracha to remind us of the miracle of how we defeated Yericho by just walking around it. Okay, Bishlama Kulunisa. It is understandable that all of these miracles that happened to benefit the Jewish people, and therefore you should say a bracha over them. Ela Ishto Shelot Puranutohi. The transformation of Lot's wife into salt, that's a punishment. That's not something to say a bracha on. So the Gomorrah says, You're right. You don't actually say the bracha of Shasani Simla Votainu that you did a miracle to our forefathers. Dama Baruch Emet. Rather, you say the blessing. Blessed is Hashem, who's the true judge, which you say on bad news. 
But that's not the brighter doesn't say uh, you say such a bracha. The brighter says you you on all of these eight occurrences you praise Hashem, thanks and praise. Um, um, so Gemara says Tni. It says like this. The brighter teaches our lot ishto. On if you see uh, where Lot wife. Uh, became a pillar of salt on Lot and on his wife. You actually say two brachot. Alishto on his wife or Mer Emet. You say because it's punishment. You say this is the true judge. Lot or Mer and Lot. You'd say Baruch Zoycher Bless you, Hashem, who remembers the righteous. And what's that referring to? Um, it's referring to how Hashem saved Lot in the merit of Abraham, and that's a separate bracha. And that's what it's referring to. When you see, so you you do praise Hashem uh, for remembering the righteous, but you don't you don't give thanks and praise to Hashem for how He destroyed uh, Lot's wife, which is quite an amazing idea. Because I would have thought you still praise Hashem because He destroyed in such a wondrous way somebody who went against Him, um, and uh, nevertheless, it's inappropriate to say such a prayer, even at the times where our enemies are destroyed. We don't do hello. Uh, we don't praise Hashem because it's a tragedy that we have enemies and that they have to be destroyed, even though we, we relieved about it. Even when Hashem is anger, he remembers the righteous. And so it was when Hashem destroyed the cities of the plain, that was the cities of Storm and Amorah, which were evil, evil cities. Uh, remembered Abraham when he destroyed those cities. And, um, and he sent Lot away from this upheaval. And that's what we mean when we say that we remember the, the, how Hashem remembers uh, his righteous. Okay. The wall of Yericho that was swollen to the ground. Um, uh, was the wall of Yericho really swallowed up? Didn't it just fall down and collapse? It only fell. When the nation heard the voice of the shofar, and they, they blew a great blow of the shofar, and then the walls fell down in its place. It doesn't mean they were actually swallowed. So the answer is Kevin de de Futia Baruma Kiadad Kiadadi Ninu. Since its width and height were the same, meaning this wall was like a square, or at least above the ground, if I'm understanding correctly. Mishumhachi Abla Blui. Therefore the only way for it to fall was to be swallowed in its place. Meaning for such a wall which is so thick, in order to actually fall it would actually it couldn't fall sideways almost because it was so wide, it actually got swallowed in. Um, uh, so it, it, would, it, it couldn't have uh, toppled on its side and then it would have basically been standing again just as a square. So therefore it, it almost uh, has to be sucked down into the ground in order to remove it. Um, um, okay, so now we discussed uh, the bracha of... Uh, of uh, Mirachis getting out of danger. Now um, we are going to discuss a very practical bracha, 
where we are personally in a point of danger, situation of danger, and we get out of that danger. And this is famously the bracha of uh, Bekada Gomel. Um, um, and that's what uh, we say when we get out of dangerous situations. So let us discuss that a bit more. So it says like this. Um, uh, Amarav Yudamarav, Rav Yudamarav, said in the name of Rav, Arbat Shechim Lahodot. Four types of people need to thank Hashem for getting out of dangerous situations. Yordayam, uh, those that go to, into the sea, seafarers. Holchai Midborot, those who go through deserts. Somebody that was sick and gets well. Somebody who is in prison and is freed from that prison. Um, uh, so we know where the sources for where you have to thank Hashem and we'll see publicly for the getting saved from those situations. The Pasuk says, From where do we know that seafarers need to thank Hashem when they get out of the danger? Now, obviously, you need to thank Hashem for everything, but it's a, it's a ceremonial thank you that is different here. Those who go down the sea, Baniyot. Now, all these psukim that are going to be brought are from one uh, psalm, Psalm 107, which basically discusses these situations, these four situations, and ends off in each section that we have to give thanks for getting us out of that section. Baniot, those who go down to the sea in ships. They see the acts of Hashem. Imagine being on a, in a storm in the sea and you see the wonders of Hashem. They say that uh, He raised the stormy wind. They rise heavenward. They descend to the depths, these huge waves um, uh, and these winds. They they reel and they move around, they shake like a drunkard person, I guess, in describing the ship. It says, uh, that these sailors shout out to Hashem when it's difficult for them. And uh, he will, that he will take them out of these uh, difficult situations. And then it says that Hashem will halt the storm. And it will all go become calm for Omer. And it says further, and the sailors rejoice because there was quiet. Let them give thanks to Hashem for his kindness and his wonders to the children of man. So at the end of the storm and seeing this wonder and danger in the sea, and there they return safely home. What must you do? Yodu Lashem Chastoy. So let's just think about that in our personal lives of getting through dangerous situations um, um, and uh, thank God getting through them. Next section, Where do we know that those who go through deserts need to say a special brook of thanks? As the Pasuk says in the same psalm, uh, They wandered in the wilderness, in the desolation of the path. They found no inhabited city. So think about this. The Psukim described beautifully what's going on. Imagine walking through the desert and you don't know there's no food, no water, and you, there's no people living anywhere, but you just have to get through to the other side. And you shout out to Hashem. And amazingly, He leads you on a straight path. You get to your destination. Um, you must give thanks to Hashem um, for getting you there.
Because of their sinful path and because of their sins, they were afflicted. Their soul is absorbed all food. They are so sick they can't eat. And they shout out to Hashem when in their distressing situations, etc. And Hashem dispatches His words and He cures them. And when that happens, we must give thanks to Him for His kindness. Um, a prisoner, where do we know that somebody who's, who's stuck in jail has to uh, be, uh, has to say a when he gets free? The Pasuk says, those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, these dangerous situations of being in prison, because they rebelled against the word of God. How did they find themselves in such a situation? The Pesukim say clearly, because unfortunately they went against Hashem. And the Pesuk says, So he humbled their heart with hard labor. They, they were in prison, they had to work hard. Um, and it says, And then they cried out to Hashem in their, in their distressful situations. And, and it says, after they shouted out, that Hashem would take them out of their darkness. They must give praise to Hashem. So those are the four uh, situations where you give praise to Hashem publicly after getting saved from them. My Mavarech, what blessing do you recite? Blessed are you Hashem who does... Uh, who does chasidim tovim good kindnesses? That's the well. That's what the Gemara, uh, the language in the Gemara. But uh, the truth is that um, that the we use a different language, and uh, this is brought down in the Rif and the Rambam that uh, Narosh and they say Baruch Hagomel Chayavim Tovot Shigmalani Kotuv. That's what we say, and that's uh, blessed Hashem who does kindness to the Chayavim, who do not deserve it. Shigmalani um, Kotu, that blesses Hashem, who has done good to me. And then we respond, Baruch Shigmalta Kotuv, that we say, Amein Mishigmalcha Kotuv, the one who gives good, all good, who Yigmalcha Kotuv said, he should continue to give you good. And I'm sure if you've been to Shul and heard that, we, um, um, that, uh, that's what you say when somebody says the broker. Another interesting halacha about this, and that is a Amar Sarah. You need to say this broker in front of ten people, and you, the blessing, the person who signed the broker, he can also he's part of the ten. as the pasuk says, That pasuk in that tehillim, it says that you. Um, uh, hold on, if it is, yeah, it is in that pasuk in that kapitel tehillim. Uh, that you exalt Hashem Bekal'am in the congregation of the nation. Bekal, learned from Parshat Shlach actually, is generally, uh, we say it is uh, ten people. Uh, again, another qualification, Mazutra Amar, Utrain Minayu Rabbonin. And two of those ten should be Rabbonon, should be Tamidah Chachamim. Wow, why should it be Shneemar? Uvamoyshev Zekainim Yaluhu. And in the, in the gathering of elders, the wise one, you shall praise Hashem. So it sounds like Yodu Lashem Chasto, that you, give, you thank God with this brocha in the presence of ten, 
And it seems two of two of them or two others need to also be Tamarech uh, Chamim. That's not so easy to get to. So it says Matkiv La Ravashi Ravashi challenges this. If why don't we say that not only two of them need to be the rabbis or Tamarech Chamim or Torah scholars, rather all ten of them need to be Torah scholars. Gemara says Miktiv Bakal Zakainim. The pasuk doesn't say that you must thank Hashem. Or exalt Hashem in the congregation of elders. Rather, it says Bikal Am in the gathering in the in the congregation of of an Am of regular people. Ktiv. That's what it says. So that's beautiful. So Zakainim or elders. Am is the regular people. Um. Uh, but then it says Sha'ar But let's say that there's a ten ten people and two other uh, scholars. Right, that's maybe that's what it sounds. It says that you bekalam. You first, you you the, you have ten people around you, or nine around you that are just regular folk, and then two that are tamenachachamim. Maybe that's what it means. Kasha, yeah, anachanami. It could mean that. It could mean that you need ten and two. Uh, we obviously don't paskin like that, um, and that's why kasha. When the Gemara ends with kasha, it means it's a difficulty, but it doesn't mean. That uh, that's what we have to do. Um, so it means it's not like a tiyufta where you completely um, contradict and push aside what's just been said. Rather, kasha means it's a difficulty, but we can find an answer to it. And uh, the answer seems to be that uh, we hold that you don't need two tamidachachamim. It's good. It's good to have two of those of those ten being tamidachachamim, but you don't have to. And uh, even uh, and um, e- and normally when we do it is we do it around the Sefer Torah, but where there's definitely going to be a minion. But even so, if you don't have a Sefer Torah there, you can say it in front of uh, nine other men. Okay, uh, a, a related incident. Rav Yehuda Chalash ve'itpach. Rav Yehuda felt was sick. He was ill ve'itpach, and he recovered. Bagdata could mean that he was from Baghdad, which was what uh, Iraq, the capital of Iraq, but which basically Babylon became the main city and eventually in Babylon was Baghdad and he, that's where he came from. Or it could mean that he was an expert in Agada, Agadata, which is like esoteric parts of the Gomorrah. So Rabchana Bagdata. The Rabbonin, the rabbis, him and the rabbis came to visit uh, Rav Yehuda. Uh, Amri lay, they said to him when they saw that he was well, Baruch Rachmane Diyavach Nehalan. Blessed is the compassionate one, Hashem, that he has brought, has given you to us. You know that you came out of a deathly situation and, and you in front of us here. We bless Hashem. V'loi Havach Lafran didn't give you to the ground. Um, which is basically a bracha saying, thank you God for letting Rav Yoda live. Amrar lahu, Rav Yoda said to them, patartun yati melodiyai. You've exempted me from obligation to give thanks. I don't have to say, baruch birkaragoma anymore, because you said it. Vaha amar rabai, but Rabbiya said, boi oidiya ba'apasara. You need to say birkaragoma in, in, uh, in front of 10 people, in a g- gathering of 10 people. Uh, no, there were ten people. Maybe that's what it is. Bagdata, Rav Khan and Bagdata, and the rabbis, and Rav, uh, Rav Yudas. So that's at least three 
plus people. So there was, it seems there was a minion there, and that's when he said, But Rav Yehuda didn't say the bracha. He just listened to the bracha of somebody else. Lord uh, no, you, you don't need to. He said amen to their bracha, and therefore it's as if he said the bracha um, uh, as well. Interesting, though, the language that he said the bracha in was Aramaic, and even though it's not the exact bracha, it's got the same message, and therefore it works. Okay, now we're going to get into a, a, a lengthy Gomorrah about a different things that Rav Yehuda um, that that where we see different lists. So we said there are four things that you have to thank Hashem for in dangerous situations, and now we're going to do some more lists. Um, uh, so Amar Rav Yehuda said shimur. Three types of people need protection. They need somebody else with them because they're in a in a precarious position, uh, and they are demons. They are shadim. They are these spiritual negative forces that affect these people in these positions. And these are them, a sick person, a sick person, unfortunately, because he's in a vulnerable situation, the, the evil spirits can, uh, can affect him, and therefore it seems like this, halachically, according to this Gemara, a sick person shouldn't be left alone, because when you've got somebody else, then the demons can't affect two people, chatan, a bride, groom, kala and a bride, and that's what we do on the day of a wedding, the Chosen and the Kala, they get a Shomer. Um, and that's, some say it seems to be that because there's a, there's a bit of jealousy about such people, either from the demon or from other people. And when there's jealousy, there's a focus on that person and therefore it can arouse Hashem's judgment. And that's why the negative forces can have an effect. And that's why he shouldn't be left alone. Okay. But Manita Tana, Mishnah, a brighter taught, a sick person, Chaya, a woman who has recently given birth. She's also in a predict in a precarious position. Chatan, a bridegroom, Vakala, uh, and a bride. The Yesh Omer and some say Af Aval, a mourner. He also shouldn't be alone because the he's gone through a difficult situation and then the, the evil spirit is uh, is more attached to him. The Yesh Omer and some say Af Tamilachamin Belaila. Torah scholars at night um also shouldn't be alone. So it seems that you shouldn't ever sleep alone. Um, um, but uh, um, uh, even a Talmud Chochem, even uh, somebody that has Torah protecting them, uh, shouldn't sleep alone. I don't know practically what that means. Like, I mean, people live alone. Many, many people. So I'm not sure how, we, how far we take this. I don't think practically we take it very far. Either, um, I'm not sure what the reason is. Um, either because we limit the list to very specific cases or because we don't, we're not concerned about uh, demons today, unfortunately, because we actually aren't on such a high level that there should be such spiritual forces around us. Okay, uh, another list by Rav Yehuda, V'am Rav Yehuda, Devarim, three things, Hamarich Bahim, that if you go along with them, like long, you prolong them, Ma'arich, you make long with them, Ma'arichin Yamav Ushnotav Shaladam, they, you get rewarded with an extension of your days and your years. Hamarich um, betfilato, somebody that spends a long time in his diving, and now that we, at least in Johannesburg, are in a bit of lockdown, the shuls are closed, unfortunately, so uh, we got extra time, I guess, to daven, because we're davening alone. Hamarich 
Betfilato Isa can say there's a rabbi because often when I'm leaving when I'm the davening then they wait for me and they I have to daven short. So Amarik Betfilato, one who lengthens his davening, Vamarik al Shukhano, he spends a long time at his table. We'll see why that's something that extends one's life. Vamik Babadakisa and somebody that spends a long time in the toilet. And we're also going to see what that means. Gomorrah says, Vamarik Betfilato Malyuti. Is extending your davening, davening for long, really something positive? Vama Rabbi Chia Bar Abba Amar Rabbi Yochanan didn't Rabbi Chia Bar Abba and the name Rabbi Yochanan say. Next page, sec. Um, we now on the daf nun hay amud aleph. Kol amarich betfilato umayin ba. Um, anybody that uh, davens for long and looks into it, meaning he's he thinks that. Because he's davening for a long time, Hashem's gonna it's gonna be fulfilled, and Hashem's gonna answer his prayers. Soft bali day cave life. In the end, he's gonna come to a disappointed heart. Shneimaz the pasuk says, "Tochelit memushcha memushcha machala life." Tochelit from um, prolonged prayer memushcha machala life will bring make your heart sick. So it seems then, so, but we just said that it's good to daven long. Yet here it seems to not daven long. So the Gemara says, Three things cause a person's sin to be recalled by the heavenly court, to be mentioned, and these are them, walking along a, a wall that is, uh, top, is almost toppled over, so that's a very dangerous thing to do, and you, you're looking for danger, and therefore, when you do something that highlights a dangerous situation, Hashem look, the, looks at it and says, is this person whose, whose life is at risk, does he deserve to live, or does he, does, or doesn't he? Therefore, so, then you bring out Hashem, then you bring out the person's sins, because he's in a vulnerable situation of judgment. And uh, expecting or looking into one's prayers, and that they understand this meaning that you spend a long time in your davening expecting it to be fulfilled. Or somebody that um, sends a judgment over, over his friend to heaven, meaning instead of going through the court, he says that Hashem should, uh, should deal with this person uh, properly. And the problem with that is that. Um, um, uh, the problem with that is that the then he views himself as if he's guiltless and he puts all this in another person and then Hashem looks at him and judges him. Okay, so we've got to move here. We've got nine minutes left in the Zoom. So um, uh, now, th- so this is a problem because it says that it's good to dive in long. So Gemara says, Hello, Kasha, this isn't a difficulty. Ha, um, the Mayainba. Uh, where it's wrong is where you dive in long and you expect Hashem to answer. Ha, the Lomayan ba. That's where you dive along, but you don't expect Hashem to answer. Of So what must you do? Like, surely you should expect in a certain way for Hashem to answer. What do you do? You shouldn't dive along. So what do you do? So it says, the mapish barachmi. No, you should increase in your reliance on Hashem's rachmi, meaning dive along. But realize that it's Hashem's compassion that's going to allow your prayers to be answered and not your own value. Or your own merit. So don't expect it to be answered. That's what you should do. The next practice. Abamech al Somebody that davens for long. Um, um, you should. Uh, it also adds to one's life. 
It says, Why? Because, because you're eating for a long time, maybe it gives you more of an opportunity that poor people will come past your house and you'll be able to give them food. The altar of wood uh, was three amot high. And then it's written afterwards, but the bear a lie, she said to me, This is the table that is before Hashem. It opened up describing this thing as the altar. And it concludes as being the shulchan, the table. What's the message? Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Elazar, they both say, The entire time the temple was standing, the altar would atone for the sins of the Jewish people. The the table of uh, Hashem uh, brings a person atonement because of the mitzvahs that he does around that table. In this context, um, he gives food to the poor. Next practice. Somebody that uh, spends a long time in the toilet. Is this a good thing? Uh, there are ten things that bring a person to have hemorrhoids. Somebody that eats the leaves of reeds. eats leaves of grapevines. Who, the shoots of grapevines. Or the ridged portions of an animal. Which means like the parts of the animal which aren't smooth but are ridged. Um, like its tongue apparently. Um, the, the tongue seems that you shouldn't uh, eat the tongue. Uh, or if you do, it can cause you to have hemorrhoids, um, the throat and the lining of the stomach because they have this like coating over them. They have a ridge. The shidro shodag, the backbone of a fish. The dag maliach shano mavusha kotoko, or salted fish that's not cooked completely. The shimra yain, something that drinks the dregs of the wine. The makanach somebody wipes himself after going to the toilet with lam, v'charsit, or with a shard of pottery. Can we just, when you learn these gemaras, you're just so grateful for modern ways of going to the toilet. You know, you have a toilet, there's toilet paper, there's running water. It's completely different, thank God. Or one uses a stone there to wipe himself with a stone that his friend used. And also what can cause somebody to get hemorrhoids is um, somebody that hangs himself uh, like squats uh, uh, too much in the in the toilet meaning so he's sitting there squat squatting and when you squat your your uh, you you open up more and uh, you put more pressure there it seems or not sure i understand exactly but that's in a sense a bit of a risky situation because that can cause hemorrhoids so what does it mean that if you want to extend your life you should spend more time in the toilet um uh, where it seems that it's not so positive Gemara answers, Lokash, it's not a difficulty. Where it's unhealthy is where you, you spend a long time squatting. But where it's fine is where you're sitting on something and the, the pressure isn't so great, uh, which would prevent the hemorrhoids. Uh, and, uh, and that's where you're sitting on the toilet and that's, not, and that's fine to spend a long time on the toilet to making sure you are done. Kiha like the following exchange, the Amra, Layahit, Matronita, Rabbi Yuda, Barabi Eli. 
uh, there was this matron, this noble woman, that said to Rebuda, the son of Rabbi Lai, he said, Panecha doimim lemagadle chazirim ulemalve bribit. This woman said to Rebuda Berelai, he says, you're, you're, you, you're, you look like somebody that, that raises pigs and uh, lends money for interest. Why? Because uh, you look so healthy. And those types of trades apparently are uh, trades that allow one to work little and earn a lot. Um, uh, so I'm Allah, so he, and therefore you look so good because you're obviously having a very good, enjoyable life. So he says, Amar, Amar la, he said to her, Hemanuta, by faith, believe me. Like I promise you, Ledidi Tarvayu Asiran, both those things are forbidden to me. I can't lend money with interest as a Jew and I can't bring up a, a breed pigs. Rather, what makes me look so good is my health. And what is that? I, when I go from the Beit Midrash uh, to my home, or, sorry, my home to the Beit Midrash, uh, I pass by 24 bath toilets. And each place, I, I check myself. I have a... Am I, you know, do I need to go to the toilet anymore? And that helps me uh, be healthy. Okay, so not, and so therefore you see, it's not only about spending a lot of time in the toilet, it's that, you know, you don't wait around. You go when you need to go and uh, you check uh, whenever you need to check. Um, um, I guess the message is to have a good roughage and make sure you are regular. Okay, so now... Uh, Rav Yudha lists uh, three things that not prolong one's life, but detract from one's life. Three things lessen the life of a person. Um, somebody that is given a Sefer Torah to read, and he doesn't want to read it. He gets caught up for Naliyah, for example, and he says, no, out of arrogance, not out of inability, but out of arrogance, he says, no, 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 I don't want to get the Aliyah, I don't want to read the Torah, Kosh or Bracha, or somebody sends him the uh, cup of wine to make Bikar Amazon on, and he doesn't take it, or who behaves with himself with a sense of authority, and that we'll learn is, is in private. In public, a, a leader must act with authority to gain respect, but in private, you should be humble. I mean, but those three things can lessen a person's life. We're going to bring sources for it. Sefer Torah and Likrod Vanakore, Tichtif the Pasuk Chayech Varechimecha. Learning Torah is your life and the length of your life. So if you don't do that, it's uh, it's the opposite. Kos shal bracha levarech vaino mavarech. If somebody sends you the cup and you don't make a bracha of it, why it says Tichtif vavarecha mavarechecha. I will bless those who bless you. Hashem says, those who bless the Jews, I will bless you. And when you make, when you lead the benching in those days, you would make a bracha over the host. You'd say, you bless the host. So you, by blessing the host, would be worthy of Hashem's blessings. Today, everybody blesses the host, and therefore, therefore, we should all be uh, blessed with Hashem's blessings. Yosef. Why did Yosef die? Yosef died 10 years before his brothers. He died at 110 years old, and his brothers died at 120 because he behaved with a sense of authority because whenever the brothers and the interpreter mentioned 
the father, they said, our father, your servant, and, and Yosef didn't say, no, don't call him my servant, um, uh, he should have done it, he had this air of authority, and therefore, unfortunately, he was punished um, by lessening his life. Okay, we'll have to continue next. Uh, next time I'll record a shir covering the next Amud or Amud and a half, please God. Um, uh, and we'll, please God, get to finish the Masechta that way. Have a great night.